Sport on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. What a tense afternoon we enjoyed in Croke Park yesterday when Dublin overcame Kerry in the All-Ireland Senior Football Final. I'm going to start with Dick Clerken, who, of course, he spoke to as part of our preview uh, last Friday. Dick, would it be fair to say Dublin, better team, deserved to win, but that Kerry will be kicking themselves for ages as to how they might have blown a perfect opportunity to win the game? Yeah, even last yeah, I think so, and it's probably not for the first time. You don't mind me saying I could call it again on the on Friday evening. I could see the game going like this. It's been a been a tight affair, but Dublin just 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 edging us, uh, and, and I'm only getting a chance. Probably like a lot of people to look back over the game and, and not just sort of rely on the highlights. And you know, the more Kerry look at the game, not not just the missed chances, um, but also the. The manner in which they played, and, and they'd probably be really disappointed with their overall level of performance when they go through player by player, and to still only be beaten by, you know, the the, the tightest of margins, it'll, it'll really start to sting. I think a bit more. Uh, Dublin, 100% were the better team. Kerry were well below probably their best, and still didn't need to do an awful lot more to win that game. And, and they're tough defeats to take, Matt. There's no point in saying otherwise. When you're beaten after leaving your best out on the pitch and you're just beaten by a better team, they're a wee bit easier to get over. Kerry just can't say that for this one, Matt, and that'll just make it a wee bit more difficult to take. Yeah, because watching it yesterday, it looked to me as if Dublin counter-attacked with far more pace than Kerry actually did. Dublin were also much better at getting, doing the runs to get a man free to get into possession while going forward. While as Kerry, on the other hand, even when they brought Shane Ryan, Ulster style, out of goal to make the extra man, he never had anyone to aim at because there was never anyone running for him. No, and, and, and that was the sense during the game and then looking back, you know, at some of the key plays and key scores, that, that really sort of stands out when you're actually looking for that difference between the two teams. Too often when, when a Kerry player got the ball in the middle third, they sort of looked left and right and, and didn't sort of go off the front foot, whereas by comparison, you can see it you know, happening time and time again. It was drilled into the Dublin players, you know, gain ground, get yards, get up into the danger zone, you know, play the game up in the Kerry's uh, defensive area and then, you know, eventually they'll sort of, they'll crumble and they'll not be able, and that's sort of how it played out. Just too, too much of the game was played in Kerry's defence for, 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 for Kerry's leg and, and, and they just didn't have the ball up around the D for to, to allow David Clifford, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute, to get the same amount of opportunities and chances like his counterpart part, Paul Mannion did, and that was ultimately the difference. Just when the game was played, it was it was played on, on Dublin's terms, effectively, Matt. And yet, Ray Silk, if Kerry hadn't been foostering around in front of their own posts about what was it, 50 metres out the pitch, and allowed themselves to be turned over for the goal, which they were Kerry were unfortunate because Paul Murphy's block took it beyond Shane Ryan. But if they hadn't actually at that stage given the ball away, given the swagger with which they're playing, would they have gone out to one? I don't know, Matt. I think that Dublin might have found a way to win as it was. Um, but look, it was, a, it was a huge mistake. And look, Gavin White has been having a tremendous season. And one thing that caught my eye all through the first half is the work rate of Colin Basquell and Conor Callaghan. Even though, and Cormac Costello, even though they weren't playing necessarily well, that well, Basquell chased 
everything down and that work rate was immense and it was Cullum then that, that, that turned over the ball on Gavin White and look they were a little bit fortunate but this Dublin team they're just such a special team they're the greatest team I've ever seen obviously and in the last two or three minutes I was beside a few dubs up at the match and I said I think you're going to win it and they were like yeah we've been here before and they do seem to be just have that ability to find work the angles. There's a beautiful point where someone pops it in, maybe James McCarthy, or uh, no, yeah, maybe McCaffrey into Conor Callahan. He popped it to Basquell in the loop. They would just seem to be able to do it. But look, we never know. It was a game of very fine margins. And on Friday, when Dick and I and yourself were previewing this match, I said in last year's semi-final, uh, Kerry had five scores and Dublin had ten. And the last day, Dublin had eight, and again, Kerry only had five. The over-dependence, I felt, on David Clifford came back a little bit. And, you know, he kicked a few wides. Like, he is, it appears he actually is mortal, as well as Michael Fitzsimon having an absolute stunning game on him. But those wides, had two or three of them gone over the bar, we might be having a slightly different conversation. We, we, we just don't know. But we also spoke at the, about the bench and Jack McCaffrey's introduction. He was terrific when he oh came in. Oh, my God. Like, he's just... It's ridiculous the pace he has, like, and I think he's down here for a few a few months working in a hospital. I think in his medical profession, there's, there's a queue of clubs asking him to come in and just try and pass that pace over. But he added so much. And look, uh, what's his name? Sorry, it, it isn't yeah. just the fact that he no, runs so fast. He runs into brilliant positions. He runs so directly, Matt. And the pace, he got fouled twice. He set up the ball. He puts the opposition on the back foot and we were having a few drinks last night and we were saying what could Kerry have done with him and we couldn't really come up with an answer maybe Gavin White because there's so few that would have McCaffrey's pace he made a huge difference and you know I think it would be unfair to pass the conversation without just mentioning how absolutely amazing Stephen Cluxton is his two frees were right in front of me in the first half the first one was a 45 I think and he just floated them over so beautifully it was like he chipped them didn't he oh, it's like McElroy or one of these guys hitting down a fairway and some other lads coming behind and he can't hit it out of his way like he's just class and the, the sense of look it was tough on the boys that got dropped because of it but you know Desi took a bit of heat fair enough but bringing back Gilroy who was the manager in 2011 the talk last night was that it was maybe at uh, James McCarthy's wedding that, that, that Cluxton got sucked in and like I said the gentleman beside me we had a good laugh he said Stephen Cluxton's wife didn't even know he was coming back after she read it in the paper <laughs> OK Dick let's talk a little bit about David Clifford because he is still undoubtedly the superstar of Gaelic football. But could it be that maybe yesterday he tried to do a little bit too much? Well, he tried because he sort of had to mass. Like, at the end of the day, that's that's what top players do. They, they, they have to take those shots. Like, I think it was Michael Jordan was famously quoted about, about all the, the shots that he missed, you know, but that's why he, 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 he's so good because that that's the responsibility that he takes on his shoulders. And, yeah, they didn't go over yesterday, but I think I think David's problem is is that he's just judged now to such a high standard, higher than everybody else. That like his contributions to yesterday match was was darn good for an All Ireland final for any other player. Like he, but certainly his assists setting up the goal well, in scored, particular. He scored two points. He scored two points. You can give him a third because he was he was fouled for when he was bearing down on goal that that Shawnee O'Shea. He, I'm pretty sure he he assisted two other points and then the goal. Like that's a very very good contribution. Like there's an awful lot of other forwards out there that you drew a blank and were pulled you know like or, or, like the likes of Colin Baskell is winning an all-star he kicked two points Paul Mannion had a great game missed plenty as well 
So, you know, as they say, sort of, you know, history is written by the victors. You know, if the, if the, if the, if the margins that are gone carries way, you know, David Clifford certainly wouldn't be, I'll put it next man, certainly wouldn't be having the Footballer of the Year award taken off him, which has been talked about now, which I just actually think is ridiculous because nobody has done more than him on the field of play over the course of the season. But I suppose there's a bit of a, a bit of recency bias around that. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't have to go to a player from the All Ireland winning team. And I think when people actually maybe watch the game again, the sort of, you know, Carl cold hard analysis of James McCarthy's performance who people are, are, are trying to give the Footballer of the Year award to I think I think in terms of that conversation I think people will revisit that very quickly and say that nobody has come close to the contribution of David Clifford on the okay, field play this year Ray could it be though that actually a lot of yesterday came down to actually the tactical approach of the respective managers that Desi Farrell outdid Jack O'Connor in that regard I think that's a fair point. Um, you know, Dublin really seemed to play on the front foot, I felt. Uh, the terrific pace all over the field. Matt, that's such a help. Like Merchant, who had to go off pace. John Small had a fine game. Mannion's just such a good player. But uh, if we look at just Kieran Kilkenny, as we spoke about, he was going a little bit lateral. Every time he got the ball yesterday, he was trying to go forward. I think, look, we spoke about this before. You asked myself and Mark O'Shea, 12 weeks ago who'd run All-Ireland we both went for Dublin based on their bench and you know I think he had more options but Jack you know the guys that came on admittedly uh, Spillane kicked a point but you know I think he'd be a wee bit disappointed a little bit but you know we can't change the fact that with three or four minutes to go Matt before there was nothing in it it was level pegging like but Dublin just seemed to have that reference point of winning six All-Irelands in a row 2011 2013 and they had a phenomenal hunger like I thought James McCarthy's acceptance speech was very, very impressive. Spoke from the heart. And the bond, I was watching the lads after, like they're brothers in arms, like they are uh, best men at each other's weddings, godfather for their children, etc., etc. And Joe Canning has pointed out when you're winning like Limerick four in a row, that's when real friendships get cemented because you're winning. So I wouldn't be too harsh on Jack. You know, it, it was, it's touch and go, but I think uh, Desi did very, very well, but he had better options to come in, and McCaffrey being the key point of that. I wonder, though, is it the end of an era, though, Dick? Could it be that for the next few years we'll have genuinely open All-Ireland Senior Football Championships because a number of this Dublin team may now go, that they've come back, they've gotten over the blip of the two years where they didn't win, where they wouldn't have expected to, but they may be sated by what they did yesterday. So we have reason to wonder, will Stephen Cluxton now finally give up for good? Mm. Will Mick Fitzsimons keep going, given that he's got nine All-Irelands? Will James McCarthy keep going? Dean Rock, it seems, who came on and scored at the end, it doesn't look like he'll be back. There are various other players who are now into their 30s and when they see friends going, could it be that we're going to see an enormous transition in this Dublin team and that they will be back in the pack immediately? Yeah, I suppose one of the, the, the best things Dublin have done over the last 10 years is they've the transitioned players, Matt, out of their team without having a, a massive impact on the panel. Even the last two years, I think there's other things at play as opposed to the changeover of, of players necessarily. But... You know, you t- you take just the three players that we've talked about: um, Stephen Cluxton, um, James McCarthy, and, and Michael Simons. Of, of any of all those players, they're most likely not to come back. 
if you take their influence out of the Dublin team based on a contribution, Dublin very, very quickly come back into the pack. And you add in another couple of those players. So there's actually a very, very different added pressure now. You know, a lot of older players will, will, will resonate with the, the, the notion of duty when you're there, Matt. You almost need a duty to stay on to make sure that things don't slip back in your absence. If a lot of those players go en masse, Dublin you will become very average very quickly as we have seen already over the last couple of years. So it will be a very, very interesting win for Matt because you know, Dublin will not just want to hand over the guard and let Terry or somebody else you know, take their place. They'll want to stay up there, but they'll just know that they can't afford to lose those players because they just haven't got that quality coming behind them. But yet it's such a big ask for what those guys have committed, the personal sacrifices, all of that. So a lot, of, a lot of Dublin supporters, but also other counties, as you mentioned, because if Dublin take a step back, next thing, as you said, the All-Ireland series is, 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 is wide open for next year. So the next couple of months, Matt, will be very interesting. What do you think of the season overall, the All-Ireland season, Ray, given that it was simultaneously expanded and yet contracted in the size? Has it worked by having so many games in such a tight schedule? I'll answer that in, in, in 30 seconds, Matt, but in case I don't get a chance to say it, I thought David Goff did a very, very good oh, job yes. yesterday in very difficult conditions. Jesus, he let a lot go, didn't he? I, I appreciate that, and I think James McCarthy in particular was very lucky that he didn't up, end up sitting out beside us because, you know, he was, close, he was very close to the wind. And, but, like, he was throwing out yellows eventually, but the conditions were tough, the ball was slippy. He let the game go in as much as he could. Um, I respect him for changing his decision, with, 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 and it was a huge moment when Michael Fitzsimons went in to the umpire and he changed around two yellow cards. He was but, livid. I was down at yeah. that end watching it, and it was actually funny. I, you rarely see a player as angry about a decision yeah, being made. Yeah. He was peppered now, to be fair, and he got it said. But I do think it's an important thing for everybody that's listening to this show or the podcast to say, unless there's a referee, there's no match. And I spoke to two nice lads that are refereeing for years, and they said, you know, it's hard to get enough respect, etc., yeah. etc. So, like, golf. Okay, there's, there's a, look, a few boys give him, I thought it was unacceptable, a bit of a boo, and he kind of waved. I, I thought, fair play to you, David, like he waved. It, without, Sorry, but he made the game by letting it flow, didn't he? Yeah, of course, but the, the key point I need to say here before, before we go on to answer your earlier question is, unless everybody in the GA community starts showing much more respect to the referees, and maybe calling out of some of these... these gobdaws that are shouting at referees constantly, unless we show support and solidarity towards referees there's a massive crisis coming down the tracks of referees in the 50s and 60s packing it in and there are not people replacing them, if I, I'm over the Mike Cullen under 14s with a, with a few lads, we might have to ring five or six referees to get, to get a referee so I'd just like to acknowledge that I thought Goff, he might have got a few calls wrong and Dick said on Friday night that he wouldn't mess up the big calls and to be fair he didn't but maybe James McCarthy which would have been harsh as an All-Ireland winning captain but it had happened before in Galway in 1964 he might have found himself on the line but going back to your question No I actually we won't go back to the question because we don't have time now we okay. might do it later in the week but I do want to follow up on Dick by asking you are we unfair on referees given that players make mistakes all over the pitch all the time and it could be small things like you know so over solo and lots of players soloed too far in yesterday's game and yet when a referee gets one or two things wrong all hell reigns loose in them. 
I should listen, it's, it's a truism now at this stage, like it is a thankless job. And I think most referees probably accept that, and especially at the top level. I think, you know, I think David Goff will be feeling quite okay today, and, and he will have got plenty of, 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 of positive feedback on his game yesterday. But I think there is probably a wider conversation, not just on what we talked about, but how do we want our games refereed? Because at the end of the day, that's not how most of the games are refereed. And, and we want to see more physicality, we want to see that intensity, we want to see players been willing to put the bodies on the line, not knowing that a very slight misstep or a, or a bad contact has given away a city free. So I, I think it, it, it could be a good conversation for how we want our inter-county games referee going forward because players now, I was just blown away by the fitness, the condition and the physicality. I've never seen anything like it in terms of the pace and the power of players now. So we, we have to have to say what type of game because they're the type of spectators. We, as someone said to me this morning, it was almost refereed like a hurling game. That level of contact and intensity and it was great to watch. It was tight, it was, you know, scores were a premium, but by God, Matt, it was edgier seat stuff. Wasn't it just? Thank you very much to both of you, Dick Clerken and Ray Silk. The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.